Welcome back to Mishpacha Take Two, where we bring you the friends you've made in the pages of the magazine come to life in these conversations. When today's guest, Yaakov Shreki, I don't think anybody needs an introduction. I think that there's no Jew, even the ones who live under Iraq, who are not familiar with the face, the voice, and the message of Yaakov Shreki. I also think he has the distinction of being not only a Mishpacha cover feature once, I think twice. Yaakov Shreki, his wife Janine, together have appeared in our pages, and it's just a pleasure to welcome Yaakov to the studio today. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you, Yisrael. Rebbe Yisrael Besser. It's so exciting to be sitting with you. Um, I want to commend you first of all. It looked like you lost weight, unlike the rest of Klai Yisrael, over COVID. Still on the exercise, still on the program. Still playing on basketball. The program. Playing basketball. Unknown to many readers, Yaakov Shreki fancies himself the best basketball player in Klai Yisrael. Not I just the best singer, that. one of the I best things. I haven't seen him play yet. He talks a big talk. I'm not sure <laughs> if his game is as good as he says it is. Maybe um, one day we'll get to find that. Okay. Put out a new album this week. Put out a new album, Live Park. We did a concert. I knew so many people who have not witnessed concerts in the last, I don't know how many months, wanted to see a concert. So we put this out on video. We did this in Live Park, which was a tremendous... Well, tell me um, what Live Park is. A place? Live Park is a place. It's, you know, Casaria used to be the thing. Casaria mm-hmm. was the place to be. And they, um, they wanted to do a twin Casaria, which is in Rishon Lezion. It's newer. Obviously, Casaria has that history. Um, but Life Park is a brand new outdoor place that a lot of the, you know, and singers the have. Been concert going. happened before COVID, obviously. Yes, concert happened before COVID, but it was such a hit concert. It was so unbelievable. New, new arrangements, new music. A song by Ruby Stroll Besser, which if you want to get to, about the three boys that were kidnapped. There were so many different elements in that concert. Should talk a little bit about the messages you sent through your song. But sure. I, I, want, I want to start with something a little, little more sure. elementary. And really, my, my main goal would be to make you as uncomfortable as possible. Um, <laughs> I love that. People, maybe more in Israel, but yeah. Jewish music uh, uh, performers became a thing. You're a superstar, right? You're a megastar. And as I, I got to know you over the years. You're essentially a shy person. You're not a person who's comfortable automatically with just that public, the publicity on you. And it's, it's something you have to struggle with. If I'm right about you, I'm not a psychologist, you're most comfortable when you're home with your wife and your kids. Um, what, what does that mean, to be a star? What does it mean to you personally? And how did you evolve into understanding that it comes with the territory, so to speak? Oh, I knew Rabbi Yisrael Besser would ask these type of questions because only he can do that. Um, it was hard for me at the beginning. It was. The first years of marriage and the first years getting into music, um, being immature a little bit and not realizing uh, what comes with it. Um, sitting there eating in a restaurant with my wife and people really coming in on you with video cameras no matter where you are. Um, and I got, it got a little bit, um, you know, hard to take. And at the same time, at the same time, um, you talk about evolved. Um, I got a little mature over the years and when you hear the stories and really you hear the impact the music has had on people and how they want to share that with you and they, most of them are doing it from a place that, hey, I may not see this guy again. I want to just let him know what his music does. And you take it at the beginning like, hey, what's going on? But then at the end of the day, you get mature and you realize you grow and you realize, hey, I may never see this person again. So work on your patience and work on your character and understand that, first of all, it comes with the territory. If you want to be out there in the world. You think it comes with the territory. It comes with it, but but also I learned, and till now, I learned that I must, I have the obligation to have the patience because if that's what I took on, that's the gift Hashem gave me. 
I, I, I have to do that. I, I don't want to overdo yeah. it with the flattery, sure. but I, I'm, because people know I know you, um, people come to me all the time, could you get Yaakov's in the video, but Mitzvah boy, someone's not feeling well, a kid who needs chizak, and, and you always do it, with a smile, within an hour. Now, I'm sure that's not easy. Like I said, you've um, got stuff to it, do. It took work. Not, <laughs> It took some years of understanding and you the feel responsibility. It's part of your There's no question. It's a part of my crisis. It's a part of the responsibility, and uh, a lot of times Did it's you not easy. Think about taking money for it. There's a website where people take money. So to somebody, do that. many people have called me about that and said, "No, we'll give you money and we'll give." I told my friend the other day. I was speaking to Rabbi Shlomo Farchi, who you know, my chavrusa, my old chavrusa, and we had this hour conversation about this. And at the end of the day, I told him, "I got to leave one." one idea within me to be really to do it L'Shem Shemaim and not take money even if it's going to charity even if it's, I wasn't going to take it for myself leave one thing in your being to to give to Klal Yisrael yes a lot of times I'm going to be delayed in responding not on the minute but I'm going to try to do whatever I can because that comes with the towards you know it comes with the uh, the obligation and it's uh, something that I didn't want to touch oh now somebody needs chizuk, so you're going to charge money for that. Now somebody needs a birthday, this and that. I felt that it was too, even if it's going somewhere else, I felt it's something I want to keep between me and the people to, uh, to try do to... Do you laugh? Do your kids laugh at you? Do, you? do you think it's funny that, that somebody on their 60th birthday needs a video from 30 seconds from Yaakov Shraki saying, happy birthday, and that's what's going to do it? It's interesting. First of all, The I, connection I, you form I, with people, with listeners, obviously is real enough that they see you as a, as a messenger of something that speaks higher. It's amazing to me the stories that I have just from sending a 10 second or a 30 second or a one minute video, how it changed. I had now, the, yesterday, somebody came over to me. My bubby, she, she, and I, and I daven every yomim noraim and I'm a chazan and she always makes the joke that you don't hold the candle to shwek, whatever the whole, and I did a 10 second joke. And she came back with a whole email with a letter of how much this has done for me and, and this person. Said, so it is amazing. I see the impact of just it, a... You once told me, yeah. probably 10 years ago, somebody else was there and they said to you, you know, Yaakov, you, have, you sing so well. In Baruch Hashem, you've already captured the attention of the masses. You have to say more. You can't just sing. You have to say more more stories. And you said at that time, um, if I remember correctly, something along the lines of, my music speaks to me. This is what I do. My message comes out through my songs, through the words of the songs, the lyrics, the psukim, the heart that you're conveying when you sing. And, and that's not me. That's not, I'm not that person. I'm not here to make long speeches. I'm here to sing. And I think that through singing, I could create that three-dimensional experience. Do you think you've been successful in that? Well, it's funny. The last, uh, the last few years, I get sometimes I'm performing and I get on the prompter. Stop talking so much. <laughs> Continue to sing. We don't have much time. That's great. So... I've been talking. The, the guys who are managing the, the, the theater or wherever we are, there's a certain time frame where the security comes in That's and takes great. over. But I like to explain sometimes, especially when I'm in a, in a crowd that I feel can understand what Vahisha Amda means, what I can be anything can mean, what a story. I think if you give a story behind the song, even if it's a minute or two minutes, an explanation of what the words mean and how it impacted you or something behind the song, how the song was created, I think it takes the song to another level. You mentioned the song with the three boys, uh, the, you know, the, the three boys that we lost, that's that fateful summer night after two weeks of davening. That's a challenge because you want to uplift people with your songs, but you also want them to be happy. You don't want to leave right. them feeling sad. You don't want to leave them feeling dejected. How do you make a song about a tragedy and still leave people You know, it's interesting. Uplifted? It's really, it's all interesting. The, I asked you to write a song and I asked you to write lyrics. I had a meeting with Mrs. Frankel, the mother of 
this uh, the Naftali. boy, yeah, Naftali. I had a meeting with her in a restaurant, and I had the lyrics inside my pocket, and I had a lunch. And during lunch, I said, "Mrs. Frankel, we talked about writing a song, but I just want your take on how the song should be. If you had to write the lyrics yourself, I looked at her. What would you say?" You know that she told me almost verbatim what you wrote and what we came up with, the idea of how everybody was together, everybody was in unity. I said, Ms. Frankel, it's great that you said that because I have the lyrics right here. And I took out the lyrics and she was so emotional because it's exactly what she wanted to say. Her message to Klael Yisrael was, you didn't really know my son. It's very hard for you to feel the pain of a mother, to feel my pain of losing my son. But the one thing I want you to know is how together you were, how unified Kal Yisrael was for somebody that didn't even know. And that's exactly what we wrote. What was the middle part? We are one, so one, and clinging to a shared road. Hands around each other's shoulders. Ooh, we were created whole. We were one. Let's learn the song so we can sing this. So one, clinging to the shared rope. Beautiful. It's exactly what she wanted to say. And it was amazing. Okay, so I have a question. If yeah. We're talking about lyrics. Sure. Um, this is going to make you uncomfortable. You called me this summer. You were invited to sing at a fundraiser for President you Trump. You could make me uncomfortable. <laughs> Go. You at a fundraiser for President Trump, and you needed lyrics. And obviously, respect a sitting president. It's got to be. Right. And we did what we did. And there was somewhat of a controversy after. Which imagine, we knew was coming. I imagine yeah. it affected you more than it affected me, because you need to you appeal. You're, you're, you belong to Clyde. So at the end of the day, and not every single Jew loves Trump outside of Williamsburg and Borough Park. Um, do you regret that we wrote that very, very uh, okay. passionate and supportive song about President Trump? Do you think it was a mistake? <laughs> Yisrael, I never regret. If I believe something is right, my friend David Hillel, who's here, he's an amazing human being, David Hillel, is a brother of mine. So he, he knows me, and he'll tell you, he'll be a witness, that if I decide something is right to do, let it come. Let it come. By the way, it wasn't that much negative at all. It was mostly, as far as I heard, people came over to me from the woodwork saying how, thank you for having the guts to say what we want to say, that you have no idea. But if I believe this, this president has done more than any other president, for us, okay. forget about yeah. politics. Once you entrench yourself in politics, you'll get flack from whatever. But just to make this point, if a president does something for us, freeing our friend, Sholem Mordechai Rubashkin, our friend, I could say our family friend. We consider him family now. Just the fact that he freed him, by the way, you mentioned we'll get up, we'll stand up when he walks remember? into the room. Ani Mahmoud Benissa, the song came out, 
and you had this idea, you called me just to write some... That's uh, right. That was because of you. And Mrs. Rub- it wasn't because of me, it was because of you. I just helped you with the writing. But Mrs. Rubashkin told us then that their little son, he was still in prison. There That's wasn't right. a lot of hope. That's Went right. to sleep every night, her little son Uziel, listening to Animam and Benisim. That was the sign that carried him. It's unbelievable. So how nice for you to get to make a song you know, after the release. You know, yeah, he told me, Shalom Mordechai said an unbelievable thing, a vort. He says, I lived with that message my whole time. Because I, I asked him, how did you do it? We came in, David came in, I came in with all the group, and this guy was happier than all of us in the darkest place possible. I asked him, Shalom Mordechai, in one sentence, how did you do it? He said, I lived with that message. I said, what message? He says, your song. Ani ma'amin benisim. But not only ma'amin benisim. Ani yodea sheyesh elokim. Ani ma'amin benisim. Ani yodea sheyesh elokim. Ve'hu bore olam. Ha'koach shekulam. Yishlach li yetanesh. Yishlach li yetanesh. Says the emuna. Besides the Amunah, just saying, I believe, I believe. And the Yodea says, I know in my heart that this is what Hashem wants me to be. I'm not going to be locked up inside. I'm going to be a free man mentally. And I'm gonna be, he, but he really lived it. Yeah, that's for sure. I right, said, I right, sang right. it. He really walked you said, it. Right, you sang it, but then you went home to the L. Exactly. To play basketball. When I we went it. home, by the way, we were very sad. Don't forget, I made a different song for him. Kaylee, Kaylee, Loma Azavtoni. I took the words. Then I called Penny Lipschitz, who, by the way, gets a lot of credit. He's amazing, Penny. And Penny told me, Yaakov, I love the song and everything, because I did Kaylee, Kaylee, Loma Azavtoni. It was a sad sentiment, because I was sad that he wasn't with his family. His special child can't be with the father. We were very, very sad in the car. And I called up my friend Yitzi Wolner. I said, Kaylee, Kaylee, Loma Azavtoni. The next day we had a song. I called Penny. He said, Yaakov, you can't do the song. I said, really, why? It's not who Shalom Mordechai is. He's a happy his soul. Pasuk is not Lama it's Zabtani. not. That's not his. He doesn't live Lamaza. I said, I felt that way. Beauty. He doesn't Beauty. feel that way. Beautiful. And that's what Mommy Ben is Back to Trump. So you, Back to Trump. So, so you did the song and you have no. You didn't Are you hear kidding it? me? I would do it again tomorrow. I'll do another yeah, song. You, Actually, you want to do another second, one? You, you know he lost, right? No. He lost. He won. I don't want to say he lost. He doesn't want to say he lost. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Every, it's amazing that this COVID year, everybody was wrong. Everybody with the elections, with the virus. Hashem showed us, hey, I'm in charge. But I would do it again. The gratitude. That, he came to deal, by the way. That's when we did the song. That curse we have for him as a president, what he did, whether he won or lost, you got to have gratitude. For sure. Okay, great. So you stand by that. I, I, we'll I do another one tomorrow. Write another one. We'll do another one. Uh, I, I don't know that I'm ready to do it again. You know? Right. You, I don't you, have that you took again. a lot of flag. Uh, you know, come on, man. Uh, you got to have confidence. Uh, I'll think about it. I'll okay. take it under advisement and I'll think it up at well, the, you, you mentioned COVID just now. Yeah. You guys are in an industry that a lot, it's predicated, a big part of your panasa comes from concerts and chasnas and, and events and stuff. So all of a sudden, faucet shuts. Right. From really, from one day to the next. You probably had a full schedule and within a span of two weeks, suddenly yeah. things are just, a lot no, of no, 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 no. A lot of things. Um, yeah. What was that like for you? Was there, those first few weeks, was there panic? And, and how did you adapt to it? Got to, you know. Like you said before, I love being home with my family. I was grateful. It was hard for my people because they live day to day with music and this and that. And it was, it, it was. You mean the, the was, people whose people with the staff we come. The various production staff and. Yeah, so, so I was sad for them. I was. At the same time, I didn't realize, I didn't realize how COVID would impact my priorities and my, it, it really, you can't say that you want such a thing because people suffered. There's no question. People are suffering now. At the same time, it rebooted my whole, I don't know, the whole computer to learn more, 
to have more time to, with the family, to have, I thought it was a tremendous change in my life. It was a, I, I loved no, everything. You're allowed to say that it was a very nice time for a lot of people. Yeah, I just don't want to say that because so but many people about? are suffering. It's, it's sad to say, you know, that's, you can't say yes. that when so many people are, are in pain. Yes. And I got to tell you, Israel, the amount of phone calls from around the world, from those COVID concerts that I did in my little student, my wife says one day, Yago, this virus is, is here and everybody's home. I don't care if you don't have your staging, your lighting, and your whole, uh, you know, mishpacha production. But understand that you have an obligation to do a concert even from your little studio. And I did it from home. And so many One people I, I think the numbers are... What? I, I don't think that there was anything since or before that had that kind of numbers. We're talking about... I don't know the numbers. Somewhere between four and 500,000 people were logged in. Yeah, they, they say that, something like that. Some say more. Some say, it doesn't but, make any sense, right? We had 100,000 people at the CMSH. We're talking about... 500, it was the first one. Yeah. I think you were the first one who did that. And like you said, it wasn't, I think your, your kid came on the stage, maybe at one my point, kid, a little girl. My kids, um, my son-in-law. Right, uh, you know. But um, I, you did a song then, so I know the feedback I got. Oh, that's right. That, that's uh, right. We you know, that they, we switched to words then to, to, to fit the situation. 500,000 people. At your house was Chalamoid. Pesach, the first one? I don't remember. It was Chalamoid Pesach. Chalamoid. Everyone yeah. was, was still stuck. It was 12 o'clock. I remember I had to wake up my girls. 12 o'clock. It was up at 12 o'clock. Montreal. In my house. People waking up. Right. So I'm lucky my boys are up. Right. Um, you know? And, uh, and, you, and, and, and everybody was, was logged into it. They needed it, like you're saying. So the amount okay, you, you didn't answer my question. Yeah. What about Vanessa? You have family to feed also. What does that mean? Suddenly, you're not doing the concerts you're doing. You're not doing the chasnas you used I'm to I'm still buying coffee. Everything is good. Baruch Hashem. Really? No question. Hashem sent different things. We did virtual things. I did uh, other... But that's impressive that, that you and really a lot of the industry adapted. They figured out that we're not going to be able to do X, so we're going to do Y. Right. There's impressive. nobody like Klali Israel. We adapt. Hashem sent... Let's not... Again, there are people that are suffering, including Rabbi Grossman, who called me from his people in Israel who are starving, who don't have food. There are people that were... And we did a whole thing for Rabbi Grossman... We did, uh, I forget, I did a bunch of things. We did uh, other virtual shows, but there are people suffering, so we can't put that aside. At the end of the day, though, we adapted. Klaus Yisrael adapted. We did things from studio. We did things from, tonight I'm doing something for, uh, for Ura, who's a great care of organization. Sure. So, yeah, we adapted, so and Baruch Hashem, like, you know, you can't mentioned say that thank when you, you make enough. a decision, you stand by things. Now, I know that you're close yeah. to your Abayim, not only in deal, but this is important to have in your life. A number of years ago, I don't know if you were straight up banned, but you were definitely taken on by some senior rabbinic figures in Israel, or, or you know, maybe it was concerts, and more specifically, you were unabashedly supportive of the Chayalim in Israel. That was something that was very close to you. I think you had Chayalim on stage. You definitely made songs in support of Chayalim, and others were advising you, you know, you should make a statement, you should this, and you were, again, you were like, this is how I roll, this is my thing, this is where I stand. You look back at that again and you're proud, you regret it. I was extremely, young. extremely proud. I want to do it again. F- to be honest with you, if, again, if I believe, so, I'll never forget, I was in a hotel room in Paris and I had a concert and they were shooting rockets at Israel. I'll never forget this thinking in my mind and I'm watching the news trying to get to what's going on in Israel. Every single news channel bashing our soldiers. I said, if we're not going to stand up for our people, who will? Who will? I could do it through music. I called up a manager at different things, at different people at the time, and I said, we're going to do the best concert ever. I don't care who says what. We have to have Akar Satoiv, and we have to say thank you. I'm not getting involved in politics. I'll never forget there was a, there was a, 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 
uh, an interviewer from a very, very left paper. Uh, what's the, the famous paper in, in Israel? Haaretz? Yeah, Haaretz, one of those. And she's asking me questions, trying to understand. You're a firm person. How are you doing something for our soldiers? I said, the fact that you asked that question is the biggest problem. That's the problem. I can't do something for my own people because there's politics. I said, she says, what would you do if, if I told you that you should put your own son in the army? She's trying to lock me in. I said, you know what I would do? The first thing I would do is call my spiritual leader and ask him if it's right. That's what I would do. It has nothing to do with politics. Beautiful. I said, you have to have gratitude for your people. They're, 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 do they're dedicating their lives for you. They're dedicating that you say Misha Beirach. Misha There are people that have certain gedorim. I respect that. At the same time, first of all, Chamovad Yosef, who I was very, very close to. You rooted yourself then in Chamovad a lot. I was very close to him. One thing I understood from many, many soldiers, uh, organizations that I sang for in Israel, they told me when Chachamovad Yosef, when he was in his 40s and in his 30s, every time we called him to come, he took a helicopter. Many times. They told me. They witnessed it. Anytime we wanted him to say anything for the soldiers, he came and he stopped everything in his schedule and he went there because he loves his people. And that's why, by the way, there was a close to a million people in his funeral because he loved Kalisrol. He didn't care what anybody okay. said about, you know. Now, I'm not saying right. there is no, there is no. But uh, from your vantage point, correct. You have, from music. And you're safe because you live in, if you lived in Israel, you couldn't do that as easily because everything would be loaded and everything would be reflected. I would do what I want to do and I would do what I felt to do, what I believed to. Obviously, I would ask. There's no question I ask opinions. But at the end of the day, if you don't have a belief and you don't have a passion to do, especially through music, music is, music is given as a gift, as a loan from Hashem. The only thing I'm regretful, I would regret, is after Me'av Esrim, if Hashem tells me, did you do enough with the gift I gave you? Did you do enough for Klal Yisrael with the gift I gave you? That's the only thing I would regret. And if I get up there and he says, you know what? I'm happy you did it for this. I'm ha- and I, I, there's no question in my mind, the more chesed you do through music and the more out there you are with different special children, soldiers, anybody who you can bring back and bring closer, this is what I want to do. Um, your music itself is very interesting because you're very proud of the fact that you brought the Jewish sound forward. That yeah. means you've evolved and you've been able to reach teenagers or others at the same time it was your oldies, uh, those were the days, that, that brought back a lot of what you're seeing, which is nostalgia music, which is super popular, which is really right. a paradox. On one hand, you're the one who's been bringing out an evolving sound and a changing sound and a reflective uh, song, a music sound of changing times. And you've been, I, I know that you've spent a lot of money and energy and hard resources on your albums to really shoot for that sound. You're not, you're not, you're a perfectionist. And at the same time, you're grabbing onto the oldies. Which is it? Which one is you? Oh, you got to do both. You got to do both because I realized the idea came. I was walking back from shul, my son, and I was talking about Shlomo Kalbach or somebody from, from yesteryear. And he's like, who? And I'm like, do you know Shlomo Kalbach? Do you know uh, 
you know uh, Joe Amar? Do you know Amy Rottenberg, Vekas? Do you know Mordechai? And he's looking at me like I felt, no, I don't really, I know the, the new stuff that's coming. And it bothered me tremendously. I sat by the table and I realized Shabbos, I got to do something to bring back the music of yesteryear and also to show the youth that we had great songs. There were great songs that were, they would never know. And volume one blew up. We did, not only that, I gave, I wanted to give cover to the people who so brought, us did, to where we are. So brought us to where we are. So I gave them the name, the heading. And A.B. Rottenberg actually thanked me in the back. I remember behind the stage in Hass concert. He says, wow, okay, a lot of the young people are going to go out and buy it now and, and understand my music. And, and it's true. It's exactly what happened. Now I hear everybody is bringing back all that, which is great. It, it ushered which, in, like I said, nostalgia's great. hot. You know, like they say, old is the new new. It's right? great. So, I'll so, never forget years ago, sorry to interrupt you, the thought just came when I started doing the Israeli music, when I did the album called Libiba Mizrach. People looked at me, like, especially my, my, my staff at the time, and like, you're going to do a totally Israeli album now? How do you think it's going to sell? I said, sell, not sell. I want to do, this is what I'm, <laughs> this is what I want to do. This is what we, and now everybody's doing Israeli songs, and everybody's, so you got to really have something that okay, so triggers what's you. Ne what's, yeah. what's next? What's next? Then? What's the thing that you're not telling us? So everybody's asking for a new album. It's already, I couldn't believe that's going to be almost three years since the song Ish. You know, when Musica came out, and everybody wants a new album, and I'm working with a lot of different people on this album, and I want to do something really fresh, something that, you know, maybe they don't expect. And good, good ideas are coming out. I showed you an idea a few hours ago. Um, good ideas are coming out, and um, I look forward, maybe June time, I have a brand new album out. That's very exciting. Show. You mentioned your son walking home with him. Would you let your son do what you do? Would I let him? Would if you he, encourage him? If he was passionate about it, to do it for the right reasons. He sings a little bit. He does. I've seen him great. I met so you sang with your son. It was he sings great. He does. Beautiful. But I tell you, it comes, like I told you before, it, it comes with work. It really comes. My Rebbe told me, I've been seeing Schaefer. I used to learn with him Musser and Chafetz Chaim. And he does the schmooze. He told me, Yaakov, you have a gift. You have to use this gift for Klal Yisrael. At the same time, you got to work on, on character and do because we were talking Musser. So it takes work. If you're doing it for the right reasons and you're passionate about it and you can bring something also different to the table, not to try to be somebody else, you got to be yourself. Do something different and, and do it for the right reasons. Yeah, it's going to, I would tell him it takes work. It's not so easy to be always in the public, uh, you know. And having a Rebbe. Then. And having a Rebbe, yeah. Spiritually grounded. You still go to the, to the coil every day in the deal? You still? I still go to the coil. I still go to the coil. Um, I go to a different coil now. It's right part of Rabbi Shlomo Diamond's coil for many years. Sure. Now I'm in a smaller coil in my uncle's shul in Park Avenue shul. But um, I still am, and I'm grateful for it because having the time to learn in the morning and... and if you're alone in the car, what, what are you listening to? Oh, everybody asks me that question. I'm listening to new ideas that I'm working on. Usually, it's an arrangement, or it's uh, a comment on the mix, or it's usually it's like that. Sometimes I would tap into those of the days, you know... Uh, because I, I love just to bring back the memories. Whenever I listen to those songs, I also remember, you told me I'm getting old, you made me a little uncomfortable. But uh, I remember that it was just yesterday, I was 18 years old, you know, going through these songs. So, so it just brings back memories. Music has a way of just bringing you back. The only thing that could turn back the clock is music. Nothing else could turn back. You gotta go forward. But at the same time, music can bring you back. So many people commented around the world about this stuff. Are there days. more? Those yep. were the days that you'd like to get to, different artists or performers or genres that you didn't get to yet? It's a good question. You covered a lot. 
That's a good question. I covered a lot. There are more to cover. I think maybe I'm going to do one medley at a time. It was a big project. It's hard to, to especially the double album took forever to do. Uh, but maybe one medley at a time. I'm thinking of different ideas. You know, after this new album comes out, maybe after that, just Going spring, that. yeah, maybe a medley. Do you find that the COVID and everything that spawned changed people musically? That means you played me a, an idea a couple of hours ago, which was very, I think people are more maybe aware of Hashem or more in touch with Hashem. No doubt. Longer. And does that affect you musically? No doubt. How? It, it, when you write a song, you have to have a certain feeling within you to write about a certain message, concept. When you're thinking only spiritual and you're learning and you have more time and you're not traveling as much, you, are, you want to write a song about thank you, Hashem, uh, about you know, th- that you're not sick or you heard somebody is sick, you want to write a, a song about somebody who's suffering. I don't know, there's just different spiritual elements that are coming to me a lot easier now because of, this, uh, because of what happened. Have you done no any question. live performances in the last 10 months, like outside of small gatherings? Some, uh, yeah, live stuff, more private things, because they weren't going to do, you're not going to do public things. Is that are, hard for you to have adapted yourself to sitting with 30 people instead of It's definitely dancing? different. It's definitely different. I like intimate, probably even better than, than huge anyway. But uh, it's definitely different not to have the energy of, you know, tonight when we do this, this uh, virtual thing. You got to just think of the you're people in their home. Right, you're not feeding off the energy of the people. You're just, you know, looking at a screen. So that's that's a little bit you got to adapt. But uh, you got to use your mental, uh, you know, pictures. Forgive me for getting a little more personal, Yaakov. But having been around a little bit your production and seeing you do things, I don't know if other singers have their wives as involved in what they do as Rebetzin Janine Shwaki is in everything. You were talking sound checks on stage, making sure everything is okay. What's it like to have your wife? really a partner with you in everything you do. It's amazing how now she walks into an event and she knows what to look for in terms of sound. She goes right to the engineer and tells him, hey, he likes a little more of this and a lot. So at the beginning, it was a training period. She is formidable. <laughs> but I got to tell you this, uh, no impressive. question. And she got to where she got is because she also believes in her heart that her cause is to give the special children in the world a better place to be and just give them an A-plus life. And that's what the Special Children's Center is about. It's a part of my life. We're there all the time, and we're a part of the growth. It's 20 years. It's, it's a huge organization helping over 400 families. But I can be the song, I can be, I am alive. Those were all songs that were really deep in my heart. To, to, it's an to amazing thing, because any conversation we've ever had, she's always in the background thinking how she can make the center a better place no through question. this. Any project, sure. any idea is... But you sometimes feel like, well, let me do my thing, and the centers, I'll help you with the center. I'll write you at a check. No, because... But why does everything... No, because first of all, I believe that also after 120, if I can hold on to their coattails a little bit, I think I'm going to be more towards the front. Because there's Sola Shem Shemaim, her and her partner, Mrs. Bender, and the whole staff there is Sola Shem Shemaim to change kids' and families' lives. The letters we received, the amount of comments and just seeing the overwhelming transformation of families that are suffering with special children, families that have moved from around the world to be in Lakewood because she's there, just shows you. And people from around the world also asking us to make centers here, making there, because really? they see, yeah, they see the success. Because I told them, if you can find a crazy girl like Janine or Mrs. Bender to give up their life for it, without getting anything back, to give up their life for it, 
then you have a successful organization. That's what they're all about. They're, they'll do, she won't the, sleep. The overlap between the center and the music is very strong. That's yes. like, it's not two separate identities anymore. First of all, music and special children, you know, the holy neshamas, you sing for them a song, they light up, you know, no matter what challenge they're facing, sure. they have some sort of music. The holy neshama is related to music, so it's all one, it's all one. Excited about the new album. Excited about more those with the days, and it's a pleasure to sit with you. Well, always. you're going to be a part of this uh, somehow, so don't uh, as as don't run away back to much. We're going to Biden. Yaakov, thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. It's such a pleasure. Clyde Charles, best singer, best basketball player. <laughs> well, and a great man. Yaakov Shaki, thanks for coming. Yaakov. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me.